0: Join me as I make friends with world-class athletes like Shaquille O'Neal, entertainers like Rob Dyrdek, authors like Dr. Nicole LaPera, former presidents like Vicente Fox, or even the occasional FBI hostage negotiator, billionaire real estate mogul, or polarizing political figure. So if you want to make more friends that help you become a better version of yourself, then subscribe to the show and keep on listening, because this is Travis Makes Friends. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Freestyle Friday. Today, we're talking about the future of Bitcoin and NFTs, and we're bringing in some clips from my buddy, Dan Fleischman in the conversation that we had a couple weeks ago. So I brought in Dan to talk about this because he's one of the smartest dudes that I know in this space, and I think that he approaches it from a much more practical perspective. So in the conversation that I had with Dan, we really delved in the reality behind both cryptocurrency and NFTs and gain some really valuable insight for what potentially lies ahead in that space so first off let's talk about nfts non-fungible tokens dan emphasized the days of random digital images selling for astronomical prices are indeed over sorry bored apes and crypto punks however the core concept of nfts their functionality remains highly relevant nfts are probably here to stay because they serve a valuable purpose for multiple brands and companies Placement also pointed out that major corporations like Starbucks and Ferrari are beginning to embrace NFTs, which is probably a good sign. And also talked about how NFTs have to be more than just digital art on your phone, that they should provide some sort of real world utility and practicality. So investing in NFTs that have practical applications in the real world is probably the way that you want to go.
1: The NFT market has gone wild, right? Like you will never see pictures of random monkeys and giraffes sell for Tens of thousands of dollars, or hundreds of thousands of dollars. That time is gone, and it won't come back. Yeah. NFTs themselves, functionally, will be here forever because the function of NFT is super useful to a lot of brands, a lot of companies, and you're starting to see household name companies, Starbucks, Ferrari, start using it. So, NFT, the concept of them, is never going away, and they're only going to get better. And I'm invested into more
0: like usable correct there it's not just like uh, i have a piece of art on my phone no. it's it's that never something should. to get you access into something that never should have been that big yeah
1: the art on the phone thing should never been that big yeah and not because of the joke about the screenshots of nfts it's simply because you're not going to enjoy it the same way as you do actual art that's sure. on your phone sure just not and so it's cool to like have a board ape on your phone which i've invested in those or crypto punk like some of the household name legacy brands mm-hmm. but like Random rapper or influencer makes a random NFT and he makes ten thousand of them, sells out, makes himself two million bucks, and then never posts about it again. well we saw that happen nine hundred times, and yeah. the market's gonna go away because everyone goes broke. Right. So from that perspective, that's where I see the NFT market. That the functionality of NFTs is only gonna get bigger for things like what Gary V did with the VCon mm-hmm. or the mm-hmm. the sushi place, et cetera. Like those are really interesting, compelling. So, for instance.
0: If you have an NFT that's mostly just based on the digital art, it might be cool to look at, but there's not really anything intrinsically valuable about it except for the fact that it's like one of one or one of 10 or whatever the case may be. However, if you have a VFriend, which is Gary V's NFT project, then it gives you access to three of his conferences, VCon, and then each of the NFTs that you get, they all have different practical utility attached to them. So you know, the one was like the Podcast Panther or something like that, and if you own that NFT, you can interview Gary Vee on your podcast. And there was, you know, he, this one is a meet and greet, and this one gives you a and a this one gives you a FaceTime, and this one, so like these, this is an example of like, yeah, it's digital art, but the art is not really the point of the project. It's more the utility behind the art. And now he's been able to license his characters, do deals with really big brands, with the characters that he has in his NFT collection. But they're not just about the sketch on the napkin that he did. It's about the practical utility behind them. And I think we're gonna see a lot more major brands that start doing this um, on a tokenization point, like event access, private lounge access, different things like that, that you'll have to have an NFT that's verified on the blockchain in order to be able to participate in some of those things. Now, let's go ahead and dive into the crypto market because I know this one is something that more people probably are interested in uh, or or at least have have a horse in the race. So just like with NFTs, Dan expressed concerns about the proliferation of cryptocurrencies that lack real-world functionality and noted that while many of them exist, only a small percentage truly matter in the grand scheme of things. And probably the two that are definitely here to stay are Bitcoin and Ethereum. And Ethereum in particular really captured Dan's attention due to its utility and adoption by major corporations. It's seen as more than just an investment. It's seen as an investment into a functional ecosystem, not just an investment that exists by holding the coin. And as far as Bitcoin, well, Dan has a really long history with Bitcoin dating back to 2014 when he was installing Bitcoin ATMs at a Las Vegas casino. He emphasized that Bitcoin is absolutely not going away and discussed an interesting perspective on its limited supply. As more individuals, corporations, and governments acquire Bitcoin, the supply diminishes further. With this scarcity, coupled with increasing usability, will likely drive up demand, ultimately leading to higher Bitcoin valuations. And look, Dan didn't predict a specific timeline for Bitcoin's future price, obviously, because... He's not a wizard, can't see the future, but he firmly believes that at one point it will be worth hundreds of thousands or millions for a single Bitcoin um, in the future. So when I asked about Bitcoin's risk profile, Dan really categorized it as being both high risk and low risk. Because while Bitcoin's really volatile, which makes it higher risk, its inevitability and track record as the highest performing investment asset in history make it a... This episode of the show is brought to you by Indeed. Travis. Just go to Indeed.com slash Travis right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed here on the podcast. Indeed.com slash Travis. Terms and conditions apply. If you need higher, you need Indeed. Low risk if you just buy it and hold it over time.
1: In general, there are way too many cryptocurrencies that are not functional, Mm -hmm. that don't have a chance. Just like in any market, there's always going to be the top small percentage that are the majority of the market. However, the two main characters, Bitcoin and Ethereum, are never going away. Yeah. And so I have two passionate things about that. Ethereum, I was throwing events talking about Ethereum in 2017, like why people should buy it was 17 bucks and then 21 bucks and 41 bucks. And I did that post that went into super viral in Forbes and Inc. everywhere about like why you should look at Ethereum as a functional thing. Yeah. I look at it as an investment into like a effectively a company. Yeah. Because they're backing household name corporations out of the F- fortune 500 almost 90 of them started using ethereum in the back end like i'm in mm-hmm. if it's good enough for the lawyers of oracle i'm in right <laughs> yeah, right let's just be clear right. and then it went from 40 bucks to you know what it did that over one to two thousand yeah. dollars bitcoin to me is what i want to talk about same concept i was installing bitcoin atms in 2014
0: mm-hmm.
1: at the d hotel casino in las vegas i know that one imagine explaining a <laughs> bitcoin atm so a casino owner and a mayor and a governor nine years ago. Yeah. It's hard enough now. Bitcoin will never go away. But more importantly, the supply and demand thing you mentioned is going to get really interesting with Bitcoin. Here's why. The theory is that there's going to be 21 million Bitcoin ever. I say the word theory because people don't realize that 4.6 million Bitcoin are already missing and are never going to come back. Hmm. So the actual cap is in the 16 to 17 million range.
0: Just like people buying it, storing it, forgetting about it, or...
1: Lost laptops, lost phones. Dan sends $100 of Bitcoin to Travis's Ethereum wallet. Bitcoin goes away. Hmm. Travis sends $1,000 of Bitcoin to somebody else's wallet, hmm. and it does Bitcoin cash, wrong one, or to some random thing, wrong one. People passing away, people losing their laptops, and... Forgetting
0: people... their keys, losing their flash drive. that's going to happen
1: at scale. It's getting better, but the math is the math. People Mm -hmm. are going to pass away. Imagine some of these legends have a lot of Bitcoin. When they pass away, there's no chance you're getting into their wallets. Yeah. No matter how they did their freaking will and trust and all these things, good luck, (laughs) right? You're going to have a lot of people that just pass away over time or lose things over time that are going to miss out on Bitcoin. So 16 to 17 million is right now. At some point, it might only be 15, 14, or 13 million of Bitcoin ever. Mm -hmm. That anybody has access to. So if you just start to think about the math of the people that are Bitcoin maximalists or like Bitcoin and corporations and trusts, etc. Governments are now buying Bitcoin. They don't go away. People that like Bitcoin don't stop liking Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Just like someone that plays poker, they still play poker when they're 80, and 90 years old because yeah. they just like poker. Bitcoin, someone likes it, they're not going to stop liking it. But every day, more and more people feel more comfortable with Bitcoin. And so if they want to step in, to buy Bitcoin, what do they do? They have to negotiate effectively with people that have Bitcoin. Mm. As the supply stops in the year 2045, we're really going to stop in the next, next five years because it'll be so so small. Sure. It's basically stopped. Incremental, yeah. 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 We're going to be capped out. But a lot of people that have a lot of Bitcoin are really rich, and they're going to keep getting richer, and they keep buying more and more Bitcoin. So you get someone like Chamas, and he just keeps buying thousands and thousands and thousands of Bitcoin every year. Yeah. Just do the math. Right. And once he buys it, it's not going anywhere. And when these trusts buy it, these funds buy it, these countries buy it, those are 10 years or more. Yeah. There's no point for them to buy it for at least 10 years or longer. So you start to think about the sheer math of those things. And as Bitcoin becomes more and more usable, here's the other part. Dan sends Travis 50 bucks in Bitcoin. Travis just has it on his wallet forever and doesn't use it. It's the same concept as it going away. Yeah. Travis then finally, oh yeah, I'm going to use it and sends $41 somewhere. There's nine bucks left over. Never using that, right? right. right. Imagine that happening tens of thousands times a day. Sure. Nine bucks times tens of thousands every day for the next five, 10 years.
0: Yeah, there's like a constant degradation, like a loss yes. in volume.
1: Just the small change in the fees and the small tiny wallets times that by millions. Yeah. And so I just believe at some point we're going to have like 10 million Bitcoin and hundreds and hundreds of million people try to buy it. And to me, there is no question that Bitcoin one day will be worth hundreds of thousands, if not a million. Hmm. When are that? Now, later, five years, 10 years, I have no idea. I have no idea what Bitcoin will be tonight. Yeah. And anybody that says they do is lying.
0: I know you, you have the 40, 40, 20, yes. right? Where would you place Bitcoin in those risk buckets? It's 40, high risk. High risk. It's
1: high risk because of the volatility it's low risk because it's inevitable. Yeah. Bitcoin is inevitable.
0: It's a factor of time. So. What do you think lies ahead for cryptocurrency and NFTs? Because as with any investment, it's crucial to do your research and make informed decisions. And while the future of crypto and NFTs is uncertain, the insights provided by experts like Dan can guide us toward making more informed choices in an ever-evolving landscape, especially when there's a plethora of misinformation and disinformation out there in that world specifically. So let me know. What do you think? What's going to happen? What are you buying? Are you buying anything? Are you just avoiding it completely? Let me know. That's it for today's episode. Thanks for spending some time with me and my friends. If you want to be better friends with me, then head over to Travischapel.com slash team to subscribe to my free newsletter, Your Friend Travis, where I share what's on my mind about life, building a business, raising kids, being married, and anything else I would normally share with my close circle of friends. That's Travischapel.com slash team.